Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz vocalist Angela De Niro and legendary arranger and saxophonist Ron Apria. We open the door to talk about their new collaboration in the 2023 CD, Swinging with the Legends 2, joined by the big band. It serves as a follow-up to their first Legends effort in 1988. Their 14 tunes are from the Great American Songbook featuring jazz greats like Randy Brecker, Lou Tobacco, and the great Ken Peplowski. We cover this project, Surviving COVID Live Shows, the future and so much more enjoy okay we've got us both on now yay angela ron hey what's going on nice to see you <laughs> good good nice to see you too it's been a little while so yeah um, yeah what's that we're a, little, we're a little jet lag we just got back from la <laughs> oh i got you okay okay that's cool well i'm as you know i'm here in the middle of the map here in kansas city missouri it's good to catch up with you about volume two and your world of music so thank you for taking a minute out today thanks for having us yes absolutely yeah Um, so before we get into the new project i want to know how did you survive covid covid was quite a thing it did its own thing to the jazz community and musicians how did you get through it how did you survive it you want me to go you you go okay i'll I'll take this one first he he did better than i did actually (laughs) so that's why Actually, uh, uh, it was it was a good time for me to do a lot of the stuff that I had been putting off for, for decades, yeah. um, which is uh, uh, writing a lot of there, there were so many, so many arrangements, so many songs I wanted to I wanted to do uh, for Angela with the big band and some instrumentals as well. Um, so uh, during during the, the entire COVID time, I was either writing arrangements or writing my book. Um, I um, I wrote a book. The era I almost missed is what the book is uh, titled. Actually, you can see. The- oh yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> Actually, this is this is the book. I love it. And uh, and it talks about uh, uh, my uh, my life in music and the uh, and how I caught the tail end of the big band era, and a lot of stories about some of the bands that I played with, uh, going back to Les Elgort's band, and of course Woody Herman's band, and then later I crossed genres with with Lennon and so I had my hands in, into a lot of things but I but I, I actually caught the tail end of, of the, the music business and I talk about some of the bands that I played with some of the craziness that was on on the road and some of the, some of the good things as well um so uh, um you know uh, Scott you know uh gave, gave me a nice a nice review for the book and that was like hitting a home run for me you know mm-hmm. um but the, that and, and of course the, the the writing arrangements is what really got me through the pandemic we had, uh, you know, it, it, we had moved. We moved uh, right before the, the pandemic started from a big house into a, into a co-op, into a small apartment. And then we moved again during the pandemic. We had put a, you know, we had gone into escrow on a place and we ended up actually moving in June or July of 2020, which really drove me out of my mind. So that was about it. But yeah, we, we really, I think because of the kind, the, the way that we work, we both work from home, you know, he's either writing music or whatever he's writing, and I do voiceovers and stuff. So we, I think we were lucky in that way because we had stuff to do um, to keep us occupied and feel vital while we kind of, you know, just waited for things to pass out. A lot of our friends didn't do as well and it, it, it kind of breaks my heart, but you know, we, we're here, we're here to to honor their memory and to uh, and to move forward, you know. How did you do? I, you know, I got out with the kids, and one thing I will tell you that's been resoundingly triumphant about that time was that 
you know, the tenor and timbre of the voice of the jazz community was resoundingly positive and strong. So I would play interviews for my kids. I have a stepdaughter who at the time was what how three it's all melting it's like dolly's melting clocks i just i'm trying to keep up so um with three years ago so they would have been about 15 16 and my son's special needs so i would play the interviews and they would listen to the interviews you know but it was also an outlet for me to to really dig in and and to allow the musician to talk about their artistry instead of letting the dark in and it was for a lot of musicians that weren't traveling and weren't doing things, an outlet, especially in Brooklyn and especially in places where everybody was stacked up in a tinderbox and couldn't go anywhere. And neighbors were getting upset that instruments were getting played all the time. They had this outlet and it was the symbiotic relationship. And honestly, of all of the hundreds of interviews I did, there was only one that went sideways and I offered the musician the opportunity to not do it. But his wife was the manager and said, absolutely not. You're going to put that out. I want you to put it out. And it was just things that we realized, you know, just musicians not getting paid enough, royalties, streaming, things that we all know, you know, as conscious, like in, in inhabitants of this planet and consumers that musicians in the world of jazz don't they don't get their due monetarily and that was kind of the gist of what we were talking about so anyway i didn't i didn't mean to go on a tangent but it it was it was a good period of just really digging into the story because no matter what we do it's a story it had a monopoly on us you had to figure a way out and as you know ron writing a book it gives you that time to kind of weave together this tapestry of a life that's been dedicated to an art form i like that yeah, because I, you know, um, Angela had been asking me for maybe the past decade. We'd sit around, I'd be telling her these stories. She said, "You got to write a book," mm -hmm. and uh, and I just never had time. It was, you know, uh, uh, and, and I, I hated the idea of looking backwards. Anyway, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward all the time, looking for my next gig, my next whatever, <laughs> and uh, my, my another tune to do or whatever. I try to look forward, and when, and then when you open that back door, you don't know what the hell's going to come out, you know, and. Uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't excited about uh, going over my my, my, my wife's history, you know? um, but I decided to jump in, and uh, you know, um, I found that, uh, that, that once you open that door, the, the story just kept. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, it, it almost wrote, felt like the book wrote itself. It was kind of kind of strange. Yeah, we're digging through photos, old photos. He was always very good uh, at taking pictures and videos of stuff that kind of documented his musical career. Over decades, I mean, before I even met him, and I, I'm astounded at the uh, the amount of pictures and people. And as we started putting them up, as he was finding these photos, people would say, wow, where did you get that? And who's that on the band and everything? And, and it, it kind of reconnected him with a lot of people because they recognized themselves and they were just so happy to have a, an actual photo of something from a period that they had thought was just, you know, in their memory only. Yeah, I... So. And I <laughs> and, and I think that's the thing that I've enjoyed about doing this show is that when I started doing it in 2011, I was like, I'm not reading from the history books. I'm not taking somebody's third party like uh, interpretation. I want it from the artist. And I think that's the thing. It's very important because jazz is one of those things that's a deeply personal art form and it affects people on a very personal level. And the practitioners of that art form are all at the end of the day, people. 
and they deserve to have the story they need to tell the story so i think that's very important for all the musicians which is one of the reasons why i like doing the interview series because the story not only gets out but you also click on a domino like you, you know i understand the existentialist motion notion I, I live like that too it's like i just don't want to keep digging into the bat let's keep going but there's a part of that where if you do stop and you flick that domino and all of them start falling down, all of these things start filtering out, you know, in the dust, in the magic, all of the mm -hmm. stories that we all need to know come out. And it's just because you don't know what young musicians listening to what story you're talking about from the big band era and what you might spark in them to listen to the big band era and say, oh, wow, you know, and then it's just it, it creates a musician that's better or a, a richer story, which is, which is a good thing. It is a good thing. He, he doesn't even realize it because, you know, you feel very young because music keeps you young. You know, you're yeah. constantly thinking about different things and you're absorbing, you know, he's not stuck in an era or a period, which is something we always laugh about when people say, Oh, big band. Oh, music from the forties. No, no. It's just the size of the band, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not from the forties. Right, so. right, right, right. I don't understand that musician, musicians are always here. You know, people that have passed on, have, whether they're alive today, they wouldn't be playing the way they played, you know, in the 40s, the 50s, or the 60s. They're they're constantly evolving. We're and, not doing Glenn Miller. No, we're not doing it. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Well, and, and that's indicative of, of the new album. You know, how does it feel now that the world's opening up and we're kind of opening a new chapter? How does it feel to have swinging with the legends too what what is what does this project mean for you it's it's wonderful for me um when the day that we recorded it was about a little over a year ago um we just piled into the studio for the first time you know we had been doing sporadic uh rehearsals and stuff and we actually the very first rehearsal we did with the new music was let's see 2022 in april when the union in, in manhattan just opened up and we actually brought the, the front page of the allegro we were the first big band to rehearse back when they they finally opened up again so it was still like you know just sticking your toe in the water. You we know? made yeah. front. Probably annoyed everybody. That's okay. <laughs> but the day of the rehearsal, but the, I'm sorry, the day of the recording, it was such joy. Um, I some I was in a booth all by myself, but the the band was outside. But they were in a, a horseshoe, looking the other way. I was, of course, just looking into the microphone. Everybody was isolated. I didn't see anyone else. Didn't know exactly what was going on. Someone was recording me while I was in the booth, and I I didn't know it. So after we looked, and I was dancing in the booth. Yeah, and this is not me. You know, I'm very reserved. I mean, other, you know? <laughs> other than the audio engineer, somebody was with a Philly. cell phone. Oh yeah, on a cell phone. Yeah, I just didn't know it. And actually it's a little embarrassing after the fact but it was just so funny because i was so happy i had never been more joyful singing than that day was... i never saw her jump around before I... ever singing she yeah. used to pretty still oh. <laughs> studio, she had a little go that's awesome <laughs> yeah was... and that's the beautiful thing about it is is that you know we've kind of been in it a little bit now doing live music but there was that exuberance i know as a consumer of this art form just being in a club like the blue room on 18 and vine and 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 the weird thing is, is that during the pandemic kansas city was one of the longest we were the, we were one of the few places that never shut down because we didn't shut down during prohibition we had pendergast <laughs> 
and the jazz was going crazy. So we were one of the longest. So when we closed down in Kansas City, it, we were one of the cities that went the longest than any other city. So to have that, all of those noises go away and then to, to celebrate them coming back was so huge, monumental, you know, for all of us. Oh, it sure was. Uh, it, uh, we did a, a Birdland gig. Uh, what what we thought was the tail end of the pandemic. Not so much. <laughs> January of 2022, right before we kicked back to the union. And 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 it was uh, it was kind of frightening. In fact, I was really hoping that they would have canceled the gig. Yeah. I wasn't going to cancel it, you know. Um, but uh, I was hoping that uh, that Birdland would have called me and said that we can't do it. Uh, things had really started. Um, perking up again with with the cold yeah. thing and the, and we were we were kind of tight about 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 doing it uh, yeah uh, it was it was a, a crazy period wow well, it know, was but that was your book release you did the book release that, that was the night. book release yeah it, it turned out to be a great night anyway but yeah we were nervous when we got there but yeah the fact that we both got COVID <laughs> not that night <laughs> no. we didn't get COVID after that it was a miracle it was yeah. like the worst January 2022 they had this huge resurgence but you know I, I think we went and saw a show a double bill at a club and my wife got COVID right after that now I got it early on with my son and we kind of shared the genome and my wife and stepdaughter didn't get it we just separated in the house this was in November of 2020 and I thought I had allergies he thought he had allergies but you know everything was so heightened you know, so, but the whole thing's a blur. The whole thing almost seems like some Twilight Zone episode we were shoved into. And then we just, the alarm clock went off and it's like, all right, come on out. Come on out of wherever you're at. You know, it was very strange. Still a little shell shock. We just went out to LA and came back and, um, you know, we still decided we don't want anything. We don't care about COVID or any, we just don't want to get anything anymore. Yeah. So we're wearing masks on the plane going out and coming back. Uh -huh. but just had fun, you know. And yeah. It's, it's, all good times again, thank God. Yeah. I I think we're so close to it, the PTSD, that it's going to take a long time for the camera to come out and be like, yeah. all right, okay, this is what's going on. But I think the best thing that we can do from a, a, a healthy mindset is get back to what we're doing. Me consuming music, you making music, and I think, and music, as we all know, is one of the best medicines on the planet. So I think that's going to be an antidote to the, a lot of the divisive weird ills that we we live through as americans <laughs> so we'll all have a new problem don't worry yeah, <laughs> there'll funny. always be something new. <laughs> yeah but yeah we really making the album and it's been a it's been a joy it really has been we worked with three amazing guest artists we had randy brecker ken plask and lucha back and of course some, as Ronnie would say, legends in the making on, on our album. And we're really excited for everybody to hear it. And uh, we're, we're real proud of it. Very proud of it. You know, I just want to, you know, we were talking about the, the studio uh, last year when we recorded. Oh, yeah. uh, it was uh, it was just so amazing. I, I, there was something um, magical yeah. going on that day. And it might have had some, in fact, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it had everything to do with COVID. And everybody was just like, wow playing music again, real instruments. We're not we're not listening to each other on, on the computers, you know, we're we're in the room, we're playing, we hear each other acoustically. And it was uh, it, it, the energy level was was just so many. I'm yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, holy Jesus, I never heard anything like this. <laughs> this band was so hot. I mean Angela, Angela and the band were bouncing off each other. Um 
it was uh, an experience of, of my life. You let the bull out of the gate, honey. That's I've, it. <laughs> I've been in sessions. Pompala. Like the first, I thought the first wing of Legends was great uh, with Lionel Hampton and Frank Boston, everybody in the studio. That was all done live as well. Um, but this one, um, uh, it had that and then that little, that little extra. There was something else going on. I can feel it listening to it. I, I can definitely feel that. So my next question is this. What are you hoping the listener gets from this album? I just wow. joy, really, just joy. It, right? It, yeah, yeah. It's it's, 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 it's love songs. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not a political thing. <laughs> no. It's just, it's just uh, um, you know, music to feel good, and we just hope it makes people feel good. Listen, you know? when we were listening to the mixes, we would go down to the, uh, the beach on the boardwalk and put our headphones in. We're crazy people we synchronize ourselves we count down and then we both start listening to the album at the same time sure. so, so we know where we are and it maybe it's just the beach i'm not sure what it was but by the time we were done with the walk and the album i felt exuberant yeah and i i think that's what we want i think music is there uh for people to feel it's a way for artists to express their feelings and it's a way for people to kind of get those emotions too because when i listen to it just from a third party kind of thing i feel i feel the band i feel the excitement of the solos or if it's a, you know if it's, a, if it's a big band thing i feel the excitement it's like that that wave cresting and coming in you know you want to just kind of like hop on and just come into shore with it and on the ballads you want people to to feel what you feel about a song to listen to the lyrics and just enjoy it i hope it just gives people just joy, really. Yeah, I, I feel it. It emanates from the album. So what are you doing? You talked about coming back from L.A. What are you doing for live performance? How are you promoting the album? And, of course, the new book. How's all of that transpiring right now? Actually, we're getting the radio played pretty much nationally, all over the place. Um, we have a really good uh, radio uh, promotion guy who's taking care of business with that. And uh, we'll be at Bergman. Um uh, January twenty eighth, I believe. Yeah, the show and kind of kick off the, uh, you know, officially the kick off the release there. Yeah. Um, and um, and we, you know, we have our publicist into it. We're we're she's sending us these reviews from all these different nice places. Things. So we're still in the early stages of, of getting this thing out. There. It's a work in progress for sure. I yeah. I didn't realize it long ago. You know, sometimes. My timeline is okay. Well, here's the album. Send it out here. They'll they'll look at it and get it back to us in, in a week or two. We're kind of like that, I think personally. Maybe we're like a personality type A personalities. He finished his book in about two months. Drove me crazy about that. I couldn't believe it. But you know, so we think everyone else is on the same page. But right. they have. Funny reminds me hundreds and thousands of albums and things to come and listen to and review all the time. So. I have to lower. I have to lower my expectations a little bit about timelines. So, but it's it. Everything is finally gelling, and I think we're finally getting the uh, the feedback and the reaction that we were hoping for. So, yeah, but it's tough it's pushing tough, the big yeah. band. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, real hard work. Yeah, So we do have. A, you know, we do work with the uh, rhythm section, small group, five piece group sure. as well, um, and we're hoping. Uh, um, that might pick up a little bit uh, with, uh, with this album getting some some exposure. So we'll see. We always look at albums these days as we call them expensive business cards, right? Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, but what we did was because a lot of people said, well, you know, nobody listens to CDs anymore. Just put it out digitally. But that was not 
that was not for us because I don't know, this thing has a rip. This is bothering me. I'll cover that. But we have a real, I like to, I feel, I figure when you do all this, you want to have a real thing with a book yeah. on the inside and you want to be able for people to, you know, uh, you know, read about the whole thing and see, I want all the musicians to know that they're, their names are there, they're sure. appreciated, backstory and everything. I think it's like, I think it's an experience when you buy a CD. You know, yeah. I mean, people are really welcome to buy it digitally and we have the PDF of the liner notes and stuff like that. But yeah. I just personally like CDs and, um, you know, vinyl came back. You know, yeah. <laughs> CDs that's were- right. Yeah. No, I don't think anything physically is ever going to go away. It's like people read books on Kindles, but books will always be here. It's There's always going to yes. be a physical, tangible reality that's going to go into it. Speaking of that reality, if anyone wants to pick up, whether it's volume two or volume one, pick up the book, where's the best place for them to go and find out about live shows? Actually, my website, um, or Angela's website, mine is uh, ronapria.com. And how's this angelodeniro.com? That's, so. okay, that's pretty easy, I, right? I, I, don't know <laughs> yeah. I don't know if my book is on your, your No, your book website. is on is on Ron's. My so put a book would be on my on yeah. my website. But okay. if they're looking for uh, I gotta say one more thing. Go ahead. Um what a what a kick it was not only doing doing this project and writing this music and hearing this music, Aaron Angela the bad. What a kick it was, and it always is working with people like Randy Brecker. Mm. You know, such a such a great trumpet player. Um, and Ken Poplowski and, and Lou Tobacco. What a what a what an honor it is. I mean, Lou and I are, are great friends. We go back to, to the sixties when we toured with Les Elgard's band, so we're good friends. Um, but uh, what what a, what a kick it is to, to to work with people on on that level. Yeah, and uh, and uh, not not to you know downplay the, the importance or the musicianship of, of the people that are legends. Uh, we had some people, the Todd Bayshore. Or for example, played lead alto for me, young monster alto player, uh, and Brian Davis, a young killer trumpet player too. But what a what a what a kick it, it is for me to be surrounded with so much talent. And I, I have to say that and, and having Angela as part of it, uh, what, it's one of the thrills of my life. That was a thrill. Yeah. Thank you. It really wasn't. It was a thrill of my life too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. I'm so glad you added that. But a but a triumphant way to kind of wrap everything up. It's so great to catch up with you. Thank you for talking about the album and living through this bizarre modern world we're in right now. <laughs> well, so, we're, glad we're glad we're here. So <laughs> yes, yeah, and I can't wait to get it on the show. Links will be coming out. Thank you so much. Best of luck with everything. Stay safe out there in America. Okay, thank you. Take care. Take care. Cheers. See you later. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in L.A., New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to both Ron and Angela for their time, honesty, and story. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.